Carla. Welcome to Spirituality Matters, and I invite you now to settle in, and let's find that sacred space between here where I am and there where you are. And let us be reminded that the Holy transcends our physical bodies, and our time together is just as meaningful and sacred as if we were sitting beside one another. Okay, so let's get started. Today is a special episode of the Spirituality Matters podcast because I'm going to answer some of your questions. I love doing this because to me, it's um, just a time to be able to expand a little bit on questions that you might have asked during lives or the hundreds of direct messages and emails that we get. Thank you so much for your patience as we are trying to figure out how to support this platform that's grown relatively quickly. And we are so grateful for all of you. And we are honored that you're on this journey with us. So we just do appreciate, appreciate your patron, uh, patience as we work through this, but this is just another, a creative way for us to be able to answer some of these questions. So we're going to do that now. We're just going to get started. So the first question that someone asks comes from a person with the initial CK and she writes, I've been told by evangelicals that the feeling of pain and discomfort I feel inside a church is the Holy Spirit convicting me of my sin. And when I say I feel happier in a bar with my lesbian friends, they say it's because the devil is tricking me into believing sin is good. Please explain your take on this. This all makes me so conflicted and very hopeless and sad. Well, CK, I can certainly understand why that would make you feel like that. Um, first of all, I don't believe that you are being convicted of sin, but I no longer hold on to the definition of sin as it's often explained inside the uh, conservative or evangelical Christian tradition. I believe it's been weaponized too much and subjective. So someone else gets to decide what your sin is and what it's going to be. I do believe there's times where we can, I sometimes can feel a heaviness on my heart or something that, that just is weighing on me. Maybe it's something I regret that I said, maybe something I did, but that's part of the human experience. It's how we grow. How do we change who we are based on something that we did that we either keep repeating because we're not willing to look at some of our own flaws or brokenness, or we move past it and work through what we need to change about ourselves so that we're presenting a better version of ourselves to the world and to those we love. Because let's face it, any type of action that is negative will have consequences. So whether if we continue to, to, uh, to, to do or act or say something that is hurts other people, then those people, there will be a falling away. There'll be consequences, whether it's in our relationships, in our family, um, our work life, our social life, whatever that is, there will be consequences. But now having said that, that has absolutely nothing to do with your sexual or gender authenticity because, um, because I know you and I know that you have followed me for quite a while. You know this is not going to come as any surprise when I tell you that being, being gay is not a sin. And even though there's a diff, they, there's a uh, there's a belief in some of the Christian traditions where they will try to separate the human from the act of being gay, so they can say that you can have those desires, but as long as you don't know, these aren't my words. I'm just saying what I know. No other people have said who believes this that you can move yourself away from the desires of 
of being a gay quote lifestyle. I know that's a cringe worthy word. And I try, I don't think I use it anymore. If so, sometimes it's because I might spiral back into my own indoctrination. And of course, um, I would not want to offend anybody by saying that. But what they're saying is, is that there's, there's you as the human, and this is your a choice you're making. So if you resist that choice, just like you do all other sins, then you're not sinning. But that's not the way it is. Because who you are isn't a deviation or a lifestyle. It's who you are. It's your authentic self. It can't be separated from your humanity. And a human being is not a sin. A human being is not a mistake. So someone giving you the narrative that the Holy Spirit is convicting you is a manipulation tactic. If this person or persons were truly caring about your spirituality, they would be inviting you into a community to figure out what it is about what's going on in your soul that's causing some of what you're the sadness that you're feeling. I can also say that for those of us who have uh, been indoctrinated into fear-based theology and we're now navigating away from that and untangling ourselves from those belief systems, just because we left doesn't mean that those beliefs still don't have impact on us. There is an untangling, a deconstruction, if you will, away from those beliefs. It's the work that you need to do beyond any relationship that caused you harm or that no longer serves your highest good, especially if that that had elements of abuse or caused you trauma, because we carry within us the capacity to heal when we have been harmed in any way, shape, or form. But in order to We don't miraculously heal someday. We have to do the work. We have to be committed to that work. And so for those of us who want to move away from those religious beliefs, we have to do the work so that we're not pointing back to the world or even at, at looking in the mirror at ourselves and saying, I'm a mistake. I'm wrong. I'm flawed. I'm broken. I'm, I, there's something wrong with me because I can't fit into that religious tradition or, or belief system. And I'm gay. So that's, you know, for you, if those two things identify who you are, then there's conflict because you're trying to figure out how those those two truths from your past tell you that you are a mistake now where you're trying to move into acceptance of who you are based on your authenticity, how you showed up in this world. My friend, there is no conflict. That is a release. That's a healing inside you that needs to happen. So I would suggest a contemplative practice or exercise that would invite you into looking at some of these um, feelings or nudges, spiritual nudges, and see where guilt and shame, things that indoctrinated you into a fear-based existence, where are those holding you hostage? Because from here, it looks to me that you moving back into a tradition where you are triggered is giving you signaling that something is arising, which is a gift of wisdom. 
It's not something to be a burden that you want to avoid. This is a gift of wisdom. And you get to do the journey. You get to do the work. I want you to be excited about it because a new you who embraces and loves and accepts all of who you are because you are not a mistake and you are not a sin. So how can you start to rejoice in that so that when someday you can fully step into your authenticity and you can fully embrace who you are, all the wonderfulness of how you showed up, then you know that you have the power to go anywhere, including a church, because you've done the healing work. You released the shame and the guilt, and you can stand in your authenticity, not caring what anybody thinks in the pew beside you, if you have a desire to go, if there's a reason. If not, you can also certainly have a spiritual but not religious path out here. There's an invitation for work, beloved. I hope you take it. Okay, moving on to the next question. Someone asked me during the live what I thought of them as a person because they did not think that there was a God, that there was no proof of a God and, there, and that there is no God. And this, I think this, we are often in community with people who are uh, agnostic, atheists, humanist or something where their focus is either science-based or humanity-based with just with with a disregard or no need for any type of spirituality in their lives because they do re fully reject sometimes vehemently reject to the point of ridicule anybody who's on a spiritual path including someone like me um that's okay i get it because they have also been proselytized to by the some uh, very radical beliefs that they find foolish so their response is to also be loud and boisterous and opinionated and and offer their opinions about that kind of that kind of belief i get it because I know I've been in Bible studies before where the whole purpose was to talk about why all atheists are going to hell. That's part of my religious heritage. So they know that. A lot of them, because I, I know a lot of people who have become unchurched, and you're in this abyss of confusion and anger and bitterness, and you, 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 you decide what your path's going to be. And if you point towards atheism or you already have that inherently, that knowledge in you, that's where you go. You give up on all elements because the spiritual part was so abusive and so hypocritical that you want nothing to do with anything that has this element of, of God to it. Now, this person didn't necessarily say any of that. All I was saying that about is I, that I get it. But what I think it doesn't, it, in my mind, and I've, I've said this before, but in my beliefs, there's room for everyone at the table. We first and foremost are humans. Even though I, I believe we are, we are in the physical, we are spiritual and we're having this physical experience. The reason we're having this physical experience is to broaden our, kind, uh, our compassion for one another. So, you know, regardless, even though this is a real high time of tension and yes, we're seeing a lot of, uh, tension around politics and around ra uh, racial inequity and all of that, all of that's very real. But when you look at hundreds of years ago, where we've come, 
is a lot farther than what we're given our credit for if we just look at a 10, even 20 or 30 year window. Now, I'm not, that is not to dismiss the inequities. I work, I'm a, I'm a vocal ally and advocate for social justice and equity, and I believe that includes restoration. So I'm not afraid to, to voice my opinions, but I'm also saying that it's important that we look at where humanity is going. And so the reason that happens is that when tragedies happen and when massive world events happen, people of that are not like-minded, not beliefs, they come together to stop whatever evil that, that is happening. So in this time, even as well, where some of the most passionate at the, the ones who work tirelessly for advocacy, whether it's in the human realm or animal welfare, whatever it is, or climate control, whatever it is, they're atheists. So how can I ridicule their non-belief when I can look back through history and see how people with no belief have contributed to the good of the whole. So I don't say this lightly, but I absolutely mean it, that I would much rather any day sit in community and work together with a kind atheist than a judgmental Christian. And that really is for any religion, but, but I speak mostly about Christianity because that's my heritage. And I have seen them, I've experienced them, and I have been them. So I know what can happen when the hyper focus becomes how I judge others, how pious I become, because you're not part of the exclusive Christian club. And not only just the exclusive Christian club, the way my church does it. So I believe that if we started to act more on our humanity, because as I countless say as well, human rights should always take precedence over religious beliefs. If we are suffocating someone's human rights based on our religious beliefs, that is not religious freedom, that is oppression. So we have to make sure that we're working for the good of the whole. It, it's not even, it, it feels even arrogant to say, I have no problem. Like this person was basically asking, am I welcome here? I don't have the right to tell you that you're not welcome here. You know who we do? we silence on any kind of live stream or in comments is the person who is absolutely basically hell-bent on marginalizing people and really ridiculing some using some of the most vile words and nine times out of ten i'm going to go look at their profile and there's going to be a bible verse a cross in their profile picture or all kinds of things in the bible that's the problem that's the problem we have. Okay. Now, someone, this is so sweet. Someone asked, so recently, several of my social media platforms have been growing and it has made us hustle. Our, my team is just going <laughs> crazy right now, trying to figure out how to um, manage this magnificent growth. And again, thank you all for doing this. And we thank you for your patience as we start to put in the systems and the programs and the services that are coming. I said earlier that I had come from a big uh, strategy meeting today. So there's a lot of good things planning for that uh, final half of the year. So just be paying attention. 
But with growth and awareness comes pushback. That's going to happen no matter what, if it's in the physical, if you're trying to get in shape and you want to, you want to try to help your body improve its flexibility or it comes with a price. All of that requires, there's a tension that involved that's involved. So this growing platform has been met oftentimes with some of the most vitriolic comments, just like I mentioned earlier. And while we have a strategy for dealing with them, and it's effective because we want to make sure we're creating a safe and sacred space for those we serve. I'm not here to change anybody's mind. I'm not over on their platform reciprocating the things that they say to me on my platform. I'm going to leave them alone. I'm not trying to change their mind, but they are sorely offended that I'm in this space because they have no use for me. That's okay. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to change their mind, but the, some of my followers are definitely get triggered and I invite them always to see what part of that comment is upsetting them because I don't want them to spiral into a conversation because what ends up happening is then you're distracted from your own spiritual journey because now all of a sudden they've deflected you into a comment wars that's not going to help anybody. So we often encourage people not to dive into those com- those conversations, but they do. And I understand, but someone was asking like, look, you're asking us not to have these conversations and clap back because some of the stuff they say to you is very hateful. How can we support you? Oh, my beautiful friends, you are so kind to be worried about me and the team as we take care of this. But I want you to know that your presence and your support and your sharing of videos and your commenting about your stories and DMing us and referring us. You are doing everything that you could possibly do. We so appreciate every last one of you. That's how you support. Now, if you see something that's incredibly hateful and almost dangerous, report it. Whatever whatever social media platform, absolutely report it because you have good judgment. Use your intuitive self to know like this is crossing a line that's even bad for some of what we have seen. So make sure that you report things and um, that's how we, we we protect each other to make sure that not only is our following, our relationship is safe and sacred, but that we're trying to do our part to keep social media safe and sacred. And we know there's a lot of suspicious activity out there. So I so appreciate this. Now, I'm, I, I'm going to uh, finish with this last question. So it looks like we're only going to get uh, a couple more, but we're going to keep doing these. And I always answer questions in the lives that we do on Instagram and TikTok. So be sure to go to uh, my Instagram at Rev Carla, and you can see my live schedule and when I'll be going live on Instagram and TikTok. So you can find us there, but I want to tell you this question, and then I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to answer it. The question came in and asked me if I believe in Jesus. Now that's been posed to me countless times over the years. And they will say, well, it's simple yes and no. But here's, I'm going to start with my simple answer, which is this. I'm not required or obligated to answer any questions through the narrative that fits your belief system. I'm not obligated to do that. Now, as someone who is an ordained interfaith, inner spiritual minister who holds on to my religious heritage as a Christian, I have an experiential, inspirational, sacred relationship with Jesus that does not look like 
my past, my past belief. But I'm not obligated to, to tell you what that is. But you also don't get the opportunity to kick me out of the Christian club. Anybody who was forced to be baptized twice because one apparently wasn't enough. And when I went to a second denomination, I was all of 16. They said, oh, you're going to go to hell if, if that church baptized you. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you say to kids. And that's, you want to talk about trauma when you think, oh my gosh, what would happen if I had died when I was 15 because I had gotten the wrong baptism? So yeah, these are, those are just, my stories are tip of the iceberg compared to some of what um, you followers share in the comments. It's heartbreaking what kind of things and what kind of trauma that causes. And somebody right now is saying, oh, well, that's just, that's just an exception. No, it's not. Go read the comments. But now specifically to this question, I'm going to say this. There are somewhere between 30 to 40,000 denominations. I'm not talking churches. I'm talking denominations, Christian denominations worldwide. It's hard to know an official one because depending on where you see it, it, it varies. But 35 to 40,000, let's say, Christian denominations. Do you know why there are that many worldwide? Because they couldn't get along. Because they decided that their interpretation of the Bible was a better version than their original denomination. So they were going to schism or they start their own religion. Every one of them somehow identifies as a Christian organization, but they specifically have moved themselves away or have created a new path for themselves. Now, if you take 200 representatives of just 200 of the denominations and put them in a room and ask them who Jesus is, you're going to have very different answers. Because do you know that there are Christian denominations, not just believers, Christian denominations, that part of their theology is that the virgin birth was, wasn't real, that they take a scholar, scholastic approach to that the gospels were not written by the apostles. That might be news to people because I believe that's true. I think there's historical evidence for that. There are Christians who don't believe in the rapture, who don't believe in end times, that Revelations was about Nero and the Roman oppression of the Jews. I can keep going on. So you get these 250 people in a room and ask them who Jesus is. You're going to get a lot of different answers. Answers. So Christians, I'm not answering that question because you can't answer it collectively yourself. Christianity is one of the most diverse belief systems because not one church is the keeper. You have some who raise up who say they are. I actually had somebody in my comments the other day that said all Christians outside of Catholicism are going to hell. All Christians. I really, I had to go see if this person was legit. I know how to troll people. They were. That was her belief system. So you got that going for you on the other side. And then you got this and you think someone raised reses up into my comments and is going to ask me that question. Christianity needs to get their act together before you are demanding someone answers. And this person kept repeatedly asking the question to the point where they said I was avoiding it. And I wasn't. And I, and I answered it to some degree, but this, this kind of platform allows me to go a little deeper to explain why. 
I'm not obligated to answer these questions because the my calling has is irrelevant to that answer. This is my spiritual path. This is my spirituality. And if my non-answer is all you need to judge me, so be it. Blessings on your journey. I'm here to help the people who have desire have a desire to recover from religious trauma. From what I believe is people like this who pose questions and say to answer yes or no and nothing else. I'm here to help people who are on a spiritual but not religious path who find inspiration and sacredness and meaning in the story of, of Jesus and who are willing to see Jesus with a new set of eyes through the red words in the Bible. I'm here to help people who want to stand firmly in their gender and sexual authenticity or just be who they are and understand that they are not a mistake. And I'm here, here to help people deconstruct. That's the buzzword, buzzword now. I called it uh, untangling from the knots of what no longer serves your highest good. And I still kind of like that. So that's my answer. It won't fit on a business card, unfortunately. All right, my friends, blessed be. I'm honored to be in this space with you and I pray you receive something. I know I did. The teacher teaches what she needs to hear. And now, beloveds, go in peace and be at peace. Go in love and may you be loved. Go and know that others are on this journey with you and you are not alone. You are seen and deeply and unconditionally loved. Just the way you are. Blessings on your week and I will see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Spirituality Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch the uncut version of today's episode on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to Rev Carla's channel for more videos. Submit questions for upcoming Q&A videos or topics of discussion to spiritualitymatters at revcarla.com. As always, follow at Rev Carla on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest for more spirituality teachings. Bye for now!